And a very good morning to you. Now, we are going to be chatting to Alistair Fairweather, co-founder of Plain Speak, and I'm loving his, um, I'm absolutely loving uh, his topic today. You know, better spell checking. You know, anyone who works with documents and emails all day knows both how useful and, um, you know, standard spell checkers are. I mean, of course they are, but also they can be very limited. It also depends which language you've chosen. Um, sometimes you've left it on American and uh, <laughs> you're doing an English um, paper and you just realize, oh, those Zs shouldn't be there. Um, but if one talks about how limiting they are, they can tell you, you know, that a word is spelt wrong, but not when you've used the wrong word. And that's where the newer generation of, of technologies and, of course, artificial intelligence comes into play. And I've got to tell you, Alistair, my favorite that I used, and I did it when I finished my PG Dip my, um, in small enterprise consulting when I wrote my paper, um, I used Grammarly. And I've got to tell you, that, for me, by far the best system. I still use it today. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a big, great fan of, of uh, Grammarly. It's, it's a great service. There are some others if, if uh, people are l- looking to try uh, different things that, that are apparently also very good. I haven't tried them. Mm. One's called Ginger. Um, and uh, they are, there's some competition in the, in the, in the market, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, that it's really, as you say, it's really just, it's just next level stuff because it suggests when you should have a question, uh, when you should have a, a comma in a clause, uh, or when you shouldn't have a comma in a clause. Mm. You know those sorts of things that, uh, and I think that a lot of, uh, I think that a lot of people maybe think that uh, that an informality in email. Oh, look, I'm quite an informal person, as, mm. as I'm sure you've gathered. Mm. Even with my clients, I'm quite informal in emails because I just feel like um, very old school business speak is uh, is <laughs> a thing of yes. the past. Doesn't doesn't suit Absolutely. my my personal or my or my work brand. Mm. But uh, but. But bad grammar and incorrect spelling, especially when you're working quickly, Great to me, man. they really have a long-term effect on, um, especially if you're going to publish something or you know, send something out into the world that's going to be seen by many people, mm. uh, whether it's a mass email to a whole lot of uh, you know, people on a board or a, mm. whatever it is. Um, and spelling really does count. You don't think it does, maybe. Mm. But, oh, it does. Uh, but you know, if you notice a misspelling in a press release, it colors your... Your, uh, your whole feeling about that, uh, subtly, your whole feeling about that subject and about that PR agency. Well, I mean, so you know, if, if, yeah. if, if you didn't take the time to check your spelling, how am I supposed to trust anything else you give me? Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think is it. Right. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know. In the, the one thing, me as well, in business, it's about plain. Keep it short. Keep it concise. Keep it unambiguous. Mm-hmm. And keep it accessible. Yeah, I mean, Grammarly have not gotten to the point where you, they will tell you this is the tone. They'll say, look, yes. the tone that you're currently getting in this piece of uh, thing that you've written is formal or is uh, informative or is emphatic. I mean, they literally go to that level. It's, it's very impressive. And, and, I mean, for me, mm. the things that really make a difference to me are, um, well, it's the little ones that you, that you can so easily um, miss there and there. It's and it's. You know, even though I'm, an, I'm a writer, a uh, trained writer, you know, you sometimes put the old apostrophe in there with, without thinking when it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and that really makes a big difference, um, especially when you kind of also uh, you're trying to apostrophize things like children and children's and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. It really just is a nice layer of having it. It's like you've got your own little copy editor. Um, and the great thing about all of those systems, including, um, as you know, Grammarly, but also uh, Ginger, and there's, a, there's quite a few others, is that they plug into 
the stuff that you use every day, they plug into Word and they plug into your browser. So when you're running a Gmail, um, there's a little red, there's a little button which tells you this is this is wrong and that's wrong, or we suggest you change this. Yeah. Uh, they have a free version for both of those systems uh, and the paid version. The paid version is really very good. I don't know if you use the free or the paid. No, I've got the paid one. I needed yeah, it. Yeah. No, yeah, but... it's great. I mean, as you know, it's, it's really just it, – it, it points things out to you t- that are extraordinary. And, I mean, one of the other things is, you know, you and I like talking about the, about the uh, more esoteric stuff in terms of what's actually going on in the background. But mm. the way they've taught this thing is they've just shown it a corpus, uh, which is a, funny, a fancy term for they've shown it a lot of data yes. from the Internet and from academic papers and from novels and from all sorts. And, uh, they, and the thing is, learn, this is how humans write. Um, and uh, that's that's just an order of magnitude different from uh, you have spelled the word there, T-H-E-I-R, correctly, and yes, I agree, this is the correct word. As mm. you all know, in the, in, the, in the wrong context, that is the wrong word. Absolutely, absolutely. And maybe you should give us a call this morning and talk about which spell checker you use. I mean, it can make you lazy, hey? <laughs> Um, there's there's yeah. one thing that says, listen, um, if you use Grammarly, that's great. As long as you take note of what you've done, um, that is absolutely fabulous. But, 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 um, if you just simply use it and you don't internalize it, next time you type, you're so reliant on a thing like Grammarly, um, you're going to end up cocking things up royally. Well, I mean, there's a whole school of thought and a whole lot of neuro neurobiologist um, type people who say um, – be stopping things like using maps, for example, uh, and it'll be the same with the thing like Grammarly, means that you actually turn off a whole part of your brain. Mm. So, you know, if you just use GPS all the time and then you're used to looking at that and then you look at a map again, I find this with myself and I'm very good with my sense of direction. I look at a map and I'm like, wait, which way is north, which way is south? And then yeah. you just do something. And then when everyone was using the old, uh, the old map books, yes. they really knew where they were going, especially in a place like Joburg. I'm not so, not so much with Cape Town, but you can see the mountain. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of, we do need to be careful of turning off those parts of our brains completely and just allowing the machines to you. I was going to be like in that, uh, that movie Wally. You remember Wally? Where they're all in those, uh, all the people on that, sh- on that uh, uh, starship are all in their, like, yeah. their, uh, their, their wheelchairs <laughs> and enormously fat and just watching each other on TV. Uh, no one's actually doing anything, so we'll avoid being like that. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. So, uh, but it's it's a bit like the calculator was to mathematics. Now you have teenagers going, yeah, but why the heck should I use a calculator? Why should I know how to count when I have a calculator? And then if your battery runs out, I say to them, I'll phone my mother. Anyway, let's go to Thomas in Constantia. Hi, Thomas. Hi. I have two questions, but let me start with the one that's really burning on my mind. How did that fire pinpoint the library like this because the buildings left and right Sarah Bartman Hall Leslie Baxter mm. none of them are touched that the Fuller Hall burned first and then the library yes. burned so if maybe you can ask that question to UCT did the fire jump from the Fuller to the library and if so how I mean, listen, like, like Dr. David Klatso explained, there are loads of pine trees around there as well, right? And yeah. the, the one point that he made was, did they clear those roofs of all the, the pine debris, etc., which would have been dry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, these embers fly. And we've seen yeah. it in Neisner, where, you know, three homes right next to each other, the one in the middle gets destroyed, the others aren't touched. Um, mm-hmm. So... You, <laughs> It, 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 it depends where those embers landed and what was on the roof when it landed there. 
Um, yeah. So that is why Dr. David Klatso said we need a full investigation into it because he made it clear with us. He made it clear to us. And he, of course, is a forensic scientist and he's investigated fires for, for the longest time. Um, he said that that should not have burnt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, but we'll, so we'll, my second, yeah. my yes. second question is, yeah. since there have been fires since forever all around the, the, the Table Mountain, it's just a mm. common thing that happened for centuries. Yeah. And secondly, I find it a bit disingenuous that everyone is now on the case of this one vagrant who, who started uh, making breakfast for himself, when we know that people have lived on the slopes of Table Mountain also for centuries. It's just something that always happened. But in this day of technology... Why are there not dozens of cameras that will immediately detect smoke where smoke should not be? And then you can uh, react super quickly the moment the smoke goes up. Somebody can actually drive there or, or walk there and then put it out before it becomes such a big thing. You know, I mean, because there was quite yeah. a time lag, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's so all... to blame this one poor man. Yeah, we don't uh, even know and, if and, he did it. Right. We don't even know that. Everybody's hunting on about the man that they arrested. I mean, they did arrest uh, neighbors in, 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 in um, another area. We spoke to Milani Furvut. Did see people setting, um, uh, setting vegetation alight. One of those guys arrested. So we'll have to find out more about that. But Thomas, thank you for your calls. Very, very relevant. But we are wrapping up with Alistair Fairweather. Sorry, Alistair. We're sort of becoming no, ADD no, 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 with all the fires. It's a very interesting topic. And I mean, maybe I need to talk about... Uh, uh, cameras that detect smoke, because such things exist and have been developed in California uh, for exactly the same reason. What is this? Uh, we'll talk about that another time. So, What did you say? What did they develop? They're developing, busy developing. I wanted to talk about it today, but I couldn't find enough information. Mm. Uh, they're busy developing cameras in, in, uh, in the United States, because California, in California, because California suffers, as you know, very, very badly from wildfires for the yep. same reason. So they're developing, they're actually yeah. using... Um, uh, what do you call it? Heat sensitive, which I forgot. The, um, you know what I mean? They, yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, using infrared cameras, yeah. And and I think, I mean, I mean, even satellites. You know, satellites fly over our our city on a regular basis, and they're always photos every couple. Well, we of have geostationaries above us. We have geostationaries above us, which are they're yeah. a little bit old, but they should be able to detect that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, you're, right, at, you're at, the, at the at the at the level that we need to be at, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, I feel just uh, my, my heart goes out to all the people who have been affected, obviously. Absolutely. It's terrible. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but um, just in wrapping, um, Alistair, we have uh, Lunga Skuman as well from ShopRite, uh, the CSI manager, and talk to us about some of the work they've been doing. Um, right. But But you, you reckon the, the best AI one, and I would imagine we both biased because we use it, <laughs> would be Grammarly, right? Grammarly. Grammarly, yeah. Grammarly is fantastic. I mean, I, 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 it's the one I can speak to from personal experience being excellent. Yeah. I'm sure that the other ones are also very good. If you're already using one of those, there's no need, to, I'm sure, to change. Mm. But if you aren't, just try it out. I think people would be surprised at how, at how much of a difference it makes. Absolutely. Well, listen, great chat to you as always, Alistair Fairweather, Thanks, the man behind, the co-founder of Plainspeak.